into our feet. Come on, call on that name. 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 Come on, call on that name. There's healing in that name. There's deliverance in that name. Your salvation is in that name. Your victories in that name. Your breakthroughs in that name. Come on, call on the name of Jesus. Call on the name of Jesus. Just speak his name. Just whisper his name. Just shout his name. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. I'm telling you, devils tremble at that name. Devils tremble at the name of Jesus. Devils tremble at the name of Jesus. That mountain standing in front of you is terrified of the name of Jesus. That giant trying to stare you down is terrified of the name of Jesus. That sickness and disease is terrified of the name of Jesus. Just close your eyes and speak His name. Just close your eyes. If He's your Lord, if He's your Lord, if He's the lover of your soul, just speak His name right now. Tell Him how much you love Him. Tell Him how much you adore Him. Tell Him how much He means to you. Tell Him how much He means to you. Tell Him how much He means to you. If He's your heartbeat, if He's your life, if He's your breath, if He's everything that you are, tell Him, tell Him, tell Him right now. Tell Him right now. Quit being distracted. Don't be distracted by stuff. Don't be distracted by things around you by people around you pour your love out on the lord right now pour your heart out to jesus to jesus to jesus to jesus to jesus to jesus i don't know what your need is tonight but i know the answer i know the answer i i'm not sure what your need is right now but maybe the lord will show me in a minute but i do know your answer i do know your answer i do know your solution i do know what his name is His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. There is no name like your name. We love you right now, Father. We love you. We worship you. We honor you. We adore you. We adore you, Father. We adore you. We worship you. It's in you that we live and move and have our being. We are nothing without you, Lord. We are nothing without you. We are hopeless. We are helpless. And we're not ashamed to admit that, Father. We're not ashamed to admit that. And here we are tonight in your presence. We're in your presence. This is your church. We are your people. These are your people tonight. It's whatever you want, Father. It's whatever you desire. It's whatever pleases you tonight is what we're after It's what we're hungry for right now, Father. It's whatever brings you glory. Do that tonight, Lord. Whatever brings you glory, whatever exalts you, whatever brings you praise, whatever you want to do tonight, Lord, do that. That's what we want. We want your kingdom to come and your will to be done. And whatever you wish and whatever pleases you is what we want tonight. That's what we hunger for, Father. You know every heart in this room right now. You know every heart. You know every thought going through every mind in this building right now. You know every struggle. You know every battle. You know every situation, Father, that's in this building right now. So you have your way. 
So you have your way. You flow, Holy Spirit. You flow. You flow. You flow. You flow. You know every obstacle. You know every distraction in this room right now, Father. You know it. You know there's nothing, nothing, Lord, nothing in this room that's hid from you. There's nothing that's hid from you. There's no action. There's no thought. There's no motive. Nothing is hid from you tonight. We are open before you. We are open in your presence. We are open in your presence. We are open in your presence. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. So speak to us now, Lord. Speak to us now. Speak to us now. Speak to us now, Father. Speak to us in this place. Speak to us in this house. Speak to us now. We hunger for your voice. We hunger for your presence. We hunger for your will. We want what you want, Lord. Somebody pray with me now. Somebody pray with me just a minute. Search my heart, Father. I open my self. Somebody pray with me now. I open myself up to you, Lord. I open myself up to you. You know my heart. You know my mind. You know my struggle. You know my battle. You know what's distracting me. Come on, somebody pray with me right now. You know what's distracting me, Lord, and I open myself up to you, and I ask you, Father, to get get up in my business. Get up in my business, Lord. Get up in in my life get up in me i want i want your direction i want your will i want to know what you want want for me come on somebody pray with me i want to know what you have for me and what you want for me lord i'm not holding anything back god come on somebody pray with me now i'm not holding anything back lord i've been holding back for years god i've been holding things back i've been holding stuff back for years and i'm tired of holding back speak to me now speak to me now lord speak to me now Speak to me now in the name of Jesus. Speak to me now. Speak to me now, God. Hallelujah. Love on him again. 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 Love on Jesus. Love on your God. Love on your King. Love on your Lord right now. Hallelujah. Oh, he loves you so much. He cares about you so much. Come on, folks. This ain't about calisthenics and smoke and mirrors and cheerleading and and this ain't a pep rally. This is a God thing. This is a God appointment. This is God purpose and God destiny here. Lives are going to leave this place changed tonight. Directions are going to, people are going to leave with changed direction tonight. People are going to leave with purpose and with direction. Some are going to leave just like they came here because they're not hungry enough for a change. They're not hungry enough to grow. But we're not playing games tonight. We ain't playing church tonight. You came to play church, you're in the wrong house. You can be dismissed. If you came to be entertained, you're in the wrong church. You, you're dismissed. If you came for a, a, a preacher to just pep rally you and give you a little bit of rah, 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 you're in the wrong church. You're in the wrong revival. And thank you for coming, but you're dismissed. You can go eat somewhere. I'm searching for hungry people tonight. I'm searching for people tonight that are tired of just walking in this flesh. 
that knows there's another realm and another dimension of the Spirit of God that we've read about and we've preached about, but we haven't seen it yet. We've scratched it a little bit. We've touched it briefly, barely, just barely brushed it. Come on, y'all might as well be honest with me. But, you know, but we know it's there. We feel it's there. We feel it pulling on us. We feel it drawing us. I want some people tonight that's standing right on the precipice of, and, 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 and ready to jump in. When, when God says jump, you're just ready to jump in. Abandon everything. <laughs> Abandon everything. Just so tired of operating in the flesh. Just so tired of operating in the flesh and trying to do what man can do. But you're ready to do what the Spirit can do and operate in the Spirit and flow in the Spirit and move in the Spirit. Do I have anybody here with me like that tonight? Keep playing. Just keep playing a little bit. That's what I'm that's who I'm after tonight. That's who I'm searching for tonight. That's who I'm. I'm looking for tonight. That's who I want tonight. That's who I want tonight. I, that's who I want tonight. I, I'm, not here, I'm not here for those that are satisfied and complacent and, and just, you're just content where you are. I cannot help you. You're just con- you got your arms crossed and you're settled and nothing can move you and you just wanted to come and see if this other preacher could move you. I'm not interested in you. I'm sorry if that offends you, but I, I'm not interested in you because I don't have time to fool with that spirit. I don't have time to fool with that mindset. I don't have time to mess with that. And God is not even messing with that. That's why you haven't been moved yet because God ain't got time to mess with you. You ain't sitting on me. You're sitting on God. You ain't sitting on the pastor of this house. You're sitting on God. We didn't. We just jumped in the deep end last night. We just jumped in the deep end last night. God, I'm almost overwhelmed right here, standing right here with with the Holy Spirit. I'm almost overwhelmed with the presence of God. I can barely even stand here, but I'm trying. We just jumped in. We didn't tiptoe in the water. We didn't stick our toe in the shallow end and kind of just wade through on the first night and feel how it felt and check the temperatures. We just went to the deep end and we just jumped right in last night. We just we, we sunk the plow deep last night. We broke the plow out and we sunk it deep last night and we broke some fallow ground up last night around here. I went home. I went to the room last night. Finally got to sleep about 1 a.m., I think. And then about 5, 5.30, God was waking me up. The Spirit of God was nudging me for this service. I couldn't, I couldn't go back to sleep. Couldn't roll over and go back to sleep. I just had to get up, got up, started praying, started seeking the mind of God and the heart of God, the will of God for this service. Because I feel, and I sense and I recognize and I know the spirit that is coming against this church, this assembly. I think, I'm, I'm thankful for all of our visitors. I'm thankful for all of our visitors. Some of my favorite people in all the world is here. I love you. You don't know how much I love you. You don't know how much I love you. Some of my favorite people in all the world, you don't know how much I love you. I thank you for being here. And hopefully we can minister to you tonight. But this, 
But I know the spirit that's coming against this church. I seen him last night and I seen him this morning. And we had a talk. We had a visit. And we'll deal with it a little. We're going to take care of some. I've got to give you some word in a few minutes. I'm going to give you some word in a few minutes. We're going to get into some word because all revivals are different and all services are different and all congregations are different and all churches are different. Now, let me say this. If you are, if you are physically unable to stand, you can sit down. But if you're physically able, you stand right there. You remain standing. If you're already standing, you're physically able, you remain standing until I tell you to sit. All services, all revivals are all different. Sometimes we run, sometimes we shout, sometimes we cry, sometimes we roll, sometimes the gifts operate, sometimes it's the word. And you got to get in, you got to hear what the Word of God is saying to you. And then you got to mix your faith with that Word because that Word is not activated if you don't mix your faith with it. It's only profitable to you when you mix faith with it. And then when you mix your faith with it, things, that Word changes. Number one, it starts changing you. And then it starts changing your circumstances and your situation. So I got to get some word in you in a few minutes. I'm going to get some word into you. Christina, come up here. I'm going to get some word in you in a few minutes. And then when I get through with the word, and when we get through with the word, ever how long that takes us, it's 10 minutes till 7. No matter how long that takes us, and then we're going to take care of a little bit of business around here tonight. We are going by, by, based on the authority of the word of God, not hype, not hoopla, not all that mess, not cheerleading and, and all that junk, but based upon the principles of the word of God when we are done in the Lord, we're going to take care of some business in the spirit tonight. We're going to take care of some business in the spirit tonight. I've seen that spirit that is, that has circled this church and is pressing down on this church. I saw him last night. I recognized that God already told me before I got here what it was. I recognized it. The Lord took us there. I saw it last night and I saw it this morning and I, we had a little talk this morning. And we'll deal with it after a while. We'll deal with it in a little while. We'll deal with it in a little bit. But the word's got to go forth first. And the word's got to do what the word's got to do. All right? And you've and and you got to hear the word. And you've got to let the word speak to you. Mm, I need you to open up your hearts and your minds right now. I need you to open up your hearts and your minds right now. And I need your undivided attention for the next few minutes. And I need your faith for the next few minutes. Because you need to hear this Word, you need to hear this word. Mm. Let's close our eyes again. Let's close our eyes one more time. We're feeling after the Holy Ghost right here. We're feeling after the Holy Ghost right here. Woo. Dear God, if you have any, if you have any spiritual sensitivity about you at all, you can feel such a deep, deep undercurrent of the Holy Ghost right here, right now. You can feel such a deep anointing flowing here, right, this very, very minute. I mean, this ain't no little shallow thing that's, trying to, that, that, that's going to break through. We talked about breakthrough last night, but it's going to break through in this place tonight. This ain't no shallow anointing that's flowing here right now. This... There's a, there's a depth to what God wants to bring to this church. And yes, to visitors and guests that are here, there is a depth in the Holy Ghost 
in this place right now. All right, I want you to give the Lord a clap offering. Hallelujah. I want you to give the Lord give, I want you to give the Lord a clap offering. Come on, give. Clap out of hunger, clap out of hunger, clap out of desire, clap out of want, clap out of need. I need it, I want it, I desire it. Heaven's moving right now. Heaven's moving right now. Heaven's moving right now. Heaven's moving right now. Woo! That window is opening. You know, God talked about that window. I will open a window of heaven. That window is opening right over here in this area. That window is opening right now. Keep clapping. Keep clapping. That window, that window, he said, I'll open windows in heaven. That window is opening right now. Come on, right over here, that window is opening. Until there is not room, until you have no more room to receive, until there is no more need, until there is no more need. It's trying to move right here in this section, right here. until there is no more need until there is no more need until there is no are you saying it with me until every bill is paid until every bill is paid until every need is met until every Come on, I feel it. It's opening over here now. It's opening on this side now. Until every need is met. Until every body in my church is healed. Until every ailment is gone. That's what the scripture says. I will open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing on you until there is no more need. Glory to God. Somebody shout glory. Somebody shout glory. Somebody shout glory. glory. 
My God, my God, my God, my God, my God. Somebody say yes, Lord. Say yes, Lord. Say yes, Lord. Hallelujah. My God, my God, my God. Woo! Is this all right? Man, it's loosened up. It's getting looser in here now. It's getting looser in here now. That's a word. Can I say that? Can I say that? Pastor Beecher is getting looser and looser in here. It's getting looser and looser in here. I'm going to talk to you tonight for a few minutes about what did we talk about last night? What was my title? Whoa! Because Anna's got such an attitude. She remembered that it was like attitude is everything. Do it like that again. Say it like that again. Oh, my God. That is right. Hallelujah. I'm going to talk to you tonight for a few minutes about, don't, don't believe that few minutes part, but anyway, I'm saying it to make you a little comfortable. That I'm going to talk to you for a few minutes about apostolic attitude is everything. Say that with me. Apostolic Say it like Anna said it. Do your head like that. Apostolic. <laughs> I'm sorry. They ain't got it. Do it, Anna. Show them how to do it. <laughs> Give the Lord a clap offering right now. You are awesome, Anna. I love you. You may be seated. I am not in a hurry. I will not be in a hurry. I just don't get in a hurry anymore. I'm just going to obey God. I made up my mind that I ain't got time to be in a hurry. I ain't got time to be rushed. I'm going to obey God and do what God tells us to do. As long as God tells us to do it, when God's done, then we'll be done and we'll go home. And I, I just made up my mind. I got enough churches that are hungry enough for me to go. If the church don't like that and they shut me down, I'll just go to the next one. Praise God. I just came from a wild and crazy, hairy, scary. It would scare some of y'all to death. The church I just left in Ohio, they were so raw. They don't know nothing from nothing, but they're so hungry for, for God. They're sitting on the edge of their seat with their tongues hanging out, listening to everything the man of God had to say because they wanted deliverance in their life. they tired of being fornicators and adulterers and drug addicts. They're they coming in there on meth. They're coming in there alcoholics. They're coming in there straight off the streets. But when you open that altar, they run down there like a bunch of crazy animals to a watering trough starving for something to eat. That would scare some of y'all because they don't look like you they don't smell like you and and all those things i mean you know they it, it, anyway i won't even go there but they 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 know how to they know how to one of my favorite holler back at you know you're tracking with me you track that that is trademark brother so triple your offering for using that and from now on every time one of y'all uses that you triple your offering <laughs> you people that bring signs to the church that says track and says yes I am or whatever that sign said that you say I want y'all to start giving twenty percent tithe now and every time you bring a sign just up it a percent I'm not I'm gonna tithe and offering is that all right Pastor? <laughs> you remember next time I come preach for you at my offering when I that I said that when you give me my offering all right. It's trademark, but I ain't never heard it like that. Brother Joseph, when I'm preaching, if it's a crazy redneck hillbillies is all they were, and I told them that, and they liked it, they thought it was funny, but one of the best hollerback was, was preach it, white boy! <laughs> and so that just fired me up. This white boy just started preaching like crazy, and so now that's kind of one of their favorite things, and my favorite things is, is preach it, white boy. So I'm going, somebody say preach it, white boy. And don't make me a shirt. I don't need a shirt with it on there, but I'm going to preach it anyway. 
I'm going to preach it. Hallelujah. I'm going to preach it. Let me tell you something, sis. I've been feeling this, and the Lord spoke this to me, and I thought I'll just get to it when, when the Lord tells me to get to it. But the Lord said, don't you dare believe that I am through with you. Don't you dare believe I'm through working, says the Lord. Don't you dare believe I'm through healing. I don't heal, I don't heal partially. I don't move partially. That's what the world says I do. That's what religion says I do. But I'm a God of wholeness. I'm a God of completeness. I don't work halfway. I don't stop in the middle, says the Lord. I finish what I start. You you leave it in my hands and you let me complete the work that I have begun in you, says the Lord God Almighty. In the name of somebody else, somebody else get a hold of that word right now. Somebody else that thinks God has stopped in the middle of your of, of fixing you and healing you and working in you. You need to get a hold of that promise right now. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, yes, yes. I said somebody say apostolic attitude is everything. I believe I said it last night. I'm gonna say it again. I believe God has appointed this hour for the church to take its rightful place. I believe God has appointed this hour for His church to take its rightful place. I wish the church would say amen. It is time for us as the church of the living God to put away our childish ways and to cast off everything that is hindering our growth in God. It's time that we get down to business of assuming the responsibility of spiritual adulthood. We got to get our thumbs out of our mouth, quit feeling sorry for ourselves, sucking our thumbs, whining over every little thing that comes down the pike. Come on, somebody. And, 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 and assume our spiritual adulthood responsibilities. How many parents, how many parents tell their kids, it's time to grow up? It's time for you to grow up. It's time for you to grow up, get a job, and move out your house. You're 35 years old, sucker. It's time for you to grow up and get a job and move out. Sometimes, yeah, there you go. Thank you. Sometimes we got to pre sometimes we got to tell people it's time to grow up. You need to grow up. You need to take on some responsibilities. Why am I keep getting myself in this mess? You need to grow up and be more responsible for your actions. Have you ever told anybody that? Or anybody ever told you that? We need to put it on a spiritual level. What's wrong with us in the church? We need to grow up. We need to take on some spiritual adulthood and some spiritual responsibilities. Oh, my God. I'm going to get to the good stuff in just a minute. I'm going to get to the good stuff in just a minute. But you know where we want to put all the responsibility and all the maturity and all the adulthood? We want to put it right here. We want to put it in the pulpit, on the preacher, on the pastor, and let him do everything. Let him carry everything. Or his spouse or one or two others that he has to drag along to get involved. Somebody, I dare somebody say, bring it on. You better not say, bring it on. We need to grow, we need to grow up in the pew and become adults in the. So 
The world is looking for some some responsible spiritual Christians. Uh, the world is looking for some responsible spiritual uh, uh, adults. God is looking for some responsible Christians. God wants you free. Look at your neighbor and say, God wants you free. God wants you free. God wants you blessed. God wants you prospering. God wants you free. God wants you blessed. God wants you prospering. Why you let the devil talk you out of that? Why you let religion talk you out of that? Why you let the church talk you out of that? God wants you blessed. God wants you free. And God wants you prospering. Tell somebody, God wants you free. And God wants you blessed. And God wants you prospering. Free spiritually. Oh, I'm gonna, this is where I'm going to hurt our religion, our religious philosophy right here. God wants you free spiritually. He wants you free mentally. He wants you free emotionally. He wants you free physically. And He wants you free financially. You are God's testimony. You are God's witness. I'm gonna, I, I, we'll, we'll, just re, we'll just repeat whatever we repeat, we'll repeat whenever we repeat it. We're just going to obey God. God wants you. You are His witness. You are His testimony. You are His example to the world. Let me just use me so nobody gets mad at me. I'm His witness. I'm His testimony. I'm His example. And if I am busted, disgusted, if I am broke, barely getting by, barely surviving, spiritually, physically, emotionally... The world looks at me like I got some kind of plague. You, I thought you was a, you, you're a Christian. You're a child of God. You, you're saying hell in my life is in your life. It bothers me, man. That bothers me. That bothers me. It's when you look around. As the world goes, so goes the church. It ain't no difference. It ain't no difference right now. As the world goes, go, so goes the church. If the world goes down, listen to the church. Listen to the Christian people. We be going down. Where is, where, is the, where is the safe haven and the answer for the world? Where is the deliverance for the world? Where is the safe haven and the answer and the hope for the world? Because the same garbage that's in the world is in the church. The only difference between us and them is we, get, we have to come to church on Sundays and they get to stay home, sleep late, get up in their pajamas and watch the game while they got the barbecue pit going out there. We got to come to church. We got to set through a message. We got to, we got to beat the back this to the restaurant or we won't get a seat and thank God finally God created the hopper so we can record our games and not miss them thank God God finally created the iPad and the iPhone so we can actually sit with them down here in the church and watch the game with one eye and the preacher with the other somebody's in his time but in Woo! And the world, that's why the world don't respect us. That's why the world, that's why there's a church on every corner in, in just about every city in America and, and we're still turned up with the, America still turned upside down. We're still turned upside down because we sitting over here as the church. I'll get back to that good message. The message is really good. It's over there and I'm going to get to it in just a few minutes, but I'm just testifying right now. Uh, Christine, that'll be going to be a while if you want to get comfortable over there. I stole your seat. This is pretty good. I'm going to preach right here. I like this. I mean, if I kick my feet up in the... I thought Pastor would have him a recliner up here, pop his feet up. Pow! 
What was I fixing to say? You ain't paying attention, are you? That's what I thought. I'm just teasing, Christina. You are paying attention. You always listen. The world, yeah, you on the, you waiting for the real message. Everybody else is waiting for the real message, too. The world is looking at us and wanting to know where the answer is and where the deliverance is. Uh, the same stuff that's going on in their lives is going on in the church's life. It's the, if they sick, we sick. If they broke, we broke. If the economy goes down for them, it goes down for us. Where is the answer and the hope for the world? Where can the world? The world used to be able to go to Jesus and the disciples and the New Testament church if they were devil possessed or if they were sick or if they were broke or if they needed deliverance, they could go to Jesus. They could go to the New Testament church. They could go to the disciples but now where do they go which church do they go to because ain't none of them got nothing right now it don't seem like we'll shake you here we'll shake you here more we'll shout in your ear more here we'll push you around a little bit more here we can get your emotions stirred up here but y'all better be honest with me now but for the most part when everything is said and done and we get ready to say our amens you still gonna go home the same way you came in here Y'all looking at me funny because most, most advantages ain't got the guts to tell us the truth. Somebody got to start telling us the truth. Somebody's got to start telling us the truth to shake us and to wake us up. Somebody's got to start telling us the truth to get us out of our comfort zone. Because here's, this is, that's where we're sitting right now. We're watching the world go into hell in a handbasket. We're watching America so confused and torn up and upside down. And we call ourselves the people of God. But we're sitting over here in our soft, soft comfortable pews praying for some kind of rapture to take place. We say, God, please, Lord, please come. Come back, Lord. Come and get us out of here, Lord. You've got to come and get us out of here because we die in here, Lord. We're sick. We're broke. We're busted. We're disgusted. And you've got to get us out of here. The only thing the rapture would be right now is a rescue mission to get a bunch of sick, broke, disgusted, twisted up people out of this world before they lose it completely. And the world wouldn't even miss us if we was gone. Because we ain't, they don't know we even here. They know ISIS is here, but they don't know the church of the living God here. They know, I said the church of the living God. They know there's religion here because they see it on TV, making millions. They know there's religion here because they drive by a church on every street corner, but their lives aren't changed. They haven't come into an, they haven't come into an encounter with the true church. Because when, you, when, when, whenever we shake ourselves and we get what, we get to where we need to be and understand who we are as the apostolic church, you cannot come into contact with the apostolic church and leave the same way you came. God wants you free. God wants you blessed. God wants you prospering. God wants you healed. God wants you whole. God wants you overflowing. Say that with me. I dare you to say God wants me healed. God wants me whole. God wants me overflowing. We are the church. Somebody say I am the church. Say I'm not part of the church. Say I am the church. Say I am the body of Christ. Say I am is, lives in me. The I am lives in me. So therefore if the I am lives in me, then I am the I am. I am of God. I was of this world, but now I am of God. Life. Life. Say it. Life is in me. Health is in me. Wholeness is in me. Prosperity is in me. 
only way, the only way, this is, boy, hottie, I'm just following the Holy Ghost. All this stuff really ain't in my notes. Somebody say, wish you'd stick with your notes, but, so, but here we go. I'm just following the Holy Ghost. Do you know that the only way that Jesus, the man, the man Christ Jesus, the only way that he could get sick was to take our sickness upon himself by, by, by becoming our curse and our sickness. He became the sacrifice for our sickness. He walked this earth among people all the time and the man Christ Jesus could not get sick because of the anointing that was on him. And somebody said, well, he couldn't get sick because he was God robed in the flesh. Can I tell you who's living on the... Can I tell you what nature is living on the inside of you? Can and I tell you, what, na- what anointing. But religious t- religion talks us completely out of that. Religion will tell you completely otherwise. Religion will flip that upside down. Religion wants to put it off on God. And some of y'all been talked into it. You need to get talked out of it. I'm going to try to talk you back out of it before you leave here. But some of you have been talked into it. That God it delights in making you sick. God delights in afflicting you. God delights in putting cancer on you. Or sugar diabetes on you. Or high blood pressure on you. Because in somewhere in God's twisted warped mind he gets pleasure out of seeing you rot away with some disease somehow that brings glory to God when you can't find that in in the New Testament whatsoever you can't find that in the gospels whatsoever Jesus never looked at one single solitary person and said no not you not today it ain't God's will to heal you today it's God's will for you to keep that disease it's God no no not you it ain't God's will to cast that devil out of you God wants that devil to stay on you find it you can't find it it ain't in there it ain't in the book. He just healed them all. Wherever they went, Joseph, he just healed them all. Whether it was physically, spiritually, emotionally, it didn't matter. He just healed them all. If it was a woman at a well with five husbands living with the one that wasn't her and confused and didn't know what she's supposed to do with her world turned upside down, he just healed them all. Like Jesus. It's quiet in here now. To be. You want to be like Jesus? You want to be like Jesus? He said the works that I do, I'm going to turn it over to you guys. Turn it over to the church. I'm going to turn it over to the apostolic church. Y'all take over. I trained you and I showed you for three and a half years. I, I trained you and I showed you and this is how you do it. And when he handed the ball off to the disciples, you know what they did in the book of Acts? They just kept doing the same thing Jesus taught them to do. They just kept doing the same thing Jesus taught them to do. When Dorcas died, they said, Peter Dorcas is dead. She was a great blessing to the church and we needed her. Peter just walked up into the room, sent them all out of the room and raised her from the dead. Here, the New Testament church. Oh, praise God. God needed another angel in the choir. God, we're looking at your watch, Joseph. You ain't going nowhere, son. I'm playing. I'm playing. Forgive me. <laughs> that better not be no. <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. I'm messing with you, big daddy. I'm messing with you. I love you, man. I love you. I love you. I love you. I'm messing with you. 
Brother Beecher, I'm digging a hole, brother. Come and dig, come and get me out. Come and throw me a lifeline, man. You and I got no business being shallow. We got no business being immature. We got no business being childish. I wish somebody say amen. amen. I wish somebody say, say it again, preacher. Amen. We ain't got no business being shallow, immature, or childish. You and I ain't got no business. I'm talking to the children of God now. I'm talking about baptized in Jesus' name. I'm talking about washed in the blood of Jesus. I'm talking about filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, speaking in the heavenly language. Uh, you ain't got no business being broke, busted, and disgusted. Uh, that is not who you are in Christ Jesus. Uh, you are not broke, busted, and disgusted in Christ Jesus. Uh, that is not who you are in Christ Jesus. Uh, you are not shallow, immature, uh, or childish in Christ Jesus. You are in Christ, right? You are in Christ Jesus, right? You ain't got no right. You ain't got no business uh, being broke, busted, and disgusted uh, in Christ Jesus. Uh, because John 8, 36 says, uh, So if the Son liberates you and makes you free men, uh, then you are really and unquestionably free. Uh, if Jesus sets you free, uh, you are really and unquestionably free. You're not part free. You're not halfway free. You're not three-quarters free. When the devil still got a little something, something on you, you... You are really and unquestionably free. Give the Lord a clap offering right there. Somebody say I'm free. Somebody say I'm free indeed. I am unquestionably free. I am really free. I'm free in my mind. I'm, somebody needs to help me preach. I'm free in my body. I'm free in my spirit. I'm free in my finances. I dare somebody say the devil has no place or business in my life. Woo! I read a story. The story said in Snowbound, Upper Michigan, way back in the day, two men set out to reach a mining camp. Blowing snow had obliterated the path, but they soon found, found two other sets of tracks, and they began following those tracks. After going quite a distance, they in, encountered an Indian coming out of the trees who said to them, white man lost, go round and round. They were in what is known as a death track. They were following their own tracks in a circle and would have eventually frozen to death. They were in a death track. They thought they were on their way out, but they were just going in circles. Have you ever felt like you were in a mental, spiritual, or physical death track? Your life just become a vicious cycle of eating and sleeping and working, and you're just going around and around and around. Sometimes our lives seems to be like that dog I seen the other day. He was chasing his tail. There was a lot of activity, but he was accomplishing nothing. He was making a lot of noise, but he wasn't getting anywhere, and he wasn't doing anything. Are you tracking with me right now? Do you feel that? Do you sense that? We are slaves to ourselves sometimes. We are, we are bound by self-made shackles. We are captives of our attitude. We are like an animal chained to a tree. We go as far as that chain will let us go, and then that's as far as we go. We get comfortable with that chain. And not like an animal tied to a tree, we, we're, we're chained to our thoughts. We go no further than our thinking will allow us to go. And I don't know why 
we are limiting our thinking. We got a mental chain on us and we limit our thinking and our believing and our praying based on what we see and based on what we feel and based on what's going on around us instead of based on the Word of God. You with me? Say amen. The Bible talks about how our thinking affects us. Proverbs 23, 7 tells us that as he thinketh in his heart, as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Listen to this. That word thinketh, the Hebrew verb is found only here in Proverbs 23, 7. An accurate, a true accurate translation of it is this. Listen, as he, as he is all along in his heart, so is he at last in action. As he is all along in his heart, so is he at last in action. Our outward actions are only a reflection of our inward thinking or our attitude. Our attitude is a reflection of what's going on in our minds. Our attitude is a reflection of what we are thinking and of what we are, bl- or what we are doing. We often blame the devil for things that he has nothing to do with. He's not limiting me. He cannot limit me. He can try to limit me, but he can't. Not limit me. He has no authority or control over my life. If you ever get to the place, we're going to get to some scripture, Christina, get ready. If you ever get to the place where you see you like the devil sees you, you'll understand you ain't got nothing to worry about. If you ever get to the place that you see you as God sees you, you'll realize you ain't never got nothing to worry about. There's no more fear, no more doubt, no more worry. When you understand that you scare the hell out of the devil, you scare the hell out of hell, that's just to put it the way it is. He is terrified of you because there's nobody like you. There's never been anybody like you. There'll never be anything like you again because you were dead in trespasses and sins and you didn't ask for it, you didn't deserve it, but the holy God of creation robed himself in flesh came down died for your stinking rotten self pulled you out of sin pulled you out of hell and gave you newness He is terrified of you because you was an alcoholic, but you ain't no more you was a drug addict, but you ain't no more you was a whoremonger, but you ain't no more He is terrified of you because he already tried to kill you and he couldn't kill you because grace would not let him kill you. So he don't know what to do with you. He don't know how to handle you. You terrify him. He knows what name you got. He knows what name you got. Wait a minute, listen to me. And he understands the authority of that name more than you do. See, the devil knows the scripture better than we do. He knows, he knows what happened when you, back, when you got buried in the name of Jesus. He knows what happened. He knows that you literally clothed yourself with the Lord Jesus Christ. When you got buried in his name, you just didn't put on a name. You put on the Lord Jesus Christ. The devil knows that. And he knows 
that he can try to talk you into it, but he knows there's, there's a red substance. It's called the blood of Jesus. He can't reach through it. He can't reach past it. He can't go on the other side of it. And that's, that's, that blows his mind. He can't understand that. You know what else he hates? <laughs> he hates it because you fell. And you went right back into that sin. Woo, but grace followed you all the way down. And somebody, mama was praying for you, or grandma was praying for you, or somebody was praying for you, and grace just lifted you right back up, brought you back into the house of God. You fail and you got back up. You fail and you got back up. He failed one time. He can't get back up. Why are you scared of him? Why are you nervous? Why are you worry? He's got us buffaloed. That's why. He's the liar and the father of all lies. And he just creep in and lie to you all day long. And we start listening to his lies. We start believing his lies. Telling us about our past. Telling us about you can't. Telling us about you won't. Telling us about, oh, I feel that pain. That, yeah, that's cancer right there. But God, you know, that's going, God ain't going to heal you neither. God ain't going to heal you. He ain't going to heal you because you don't deserve to be healed. You don't deserve to be healed. I know what you've done. I know where you've been. I know what you've been thinking. I know what you've been. You don't deserve it. God. So we, we start believing that, see? And then we, here comes religious people. Religious people come along. Religious people tell us, well, you know, God loves you. You know, God loves you. God loves you so much. He's going to give you this disease going to eat up your body. It's going to eat up the temple of the Holy Ghost. Dear God, I didn't know I was going to get off on that level. Let me, let me, let me bring it down to the natural. You can bring it down to the natural. It'll be like Conor McGregor. Y'all don't know who that is. Don't act out. You know how much I love my wife? I love my wife, and I show her that I love her every now and then because I just beat the snot out of her. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Just to prove that I love her, I'll beat the snot out of her. I'll push her outside. I'll bring some, some, some rough people in, let them kick on her, let her slap her around because I want her to be able to come running back to me, and I want to be able to pick her up, and I want to be able to brush her off because I want to show her how much I love her. So that's what I do. I shove her out there to the world and let the does that make, y'all don't believe that, do you? Why don't, don't y'all believe that? Y'all don't believe that because y'all know I wouldn't do that, right? You know me well enough to know I wouldn't do something like that, right? And if I did do something like that, you'd probably shoot me, right, or something like that. See? <laughs> Beat me up. But y'all know me well enough. Y'all know me well enough I wouldn't do something stupid like that. And that I would lay my life on the line for my wife or my children. So why do we act like God going to do that? Why do we act like God going to say, come here, you're my son. I love you, son. But come here, devils. Come here, you two devils. Get up. You two devils. Not you. The men. Come here, devils. Why did, you, why did your wife automatically start getting up when I said, come here, devils? You know, no, com no comment. That's good for you, brother. Good. You're a smart man. I got one smart man in the whole church. You better be glad. Look at her. She's looking like, I know what you're thinking, though. <laughs> Dear God. How, how long y'all been married? I forgot. Coming up on 20. See? Too late for you, buddy. Because she knows every thought you got in your mind. She can finish the thoughts and the sentences and everything. God set this man free in the day. 
Where was I? Oh, yeah, I love you, Big Joseph. You're my son. You're my favorite. So I'm going to let these devils work on you a little while. I'm going to let all this depression, oppression, sickness, disease, whatever lag, I'm going to the, let these devils beat on you a little bit, kick you around. Does that make any sense? Does that make any sense? A God that would go to the cross for us? A God that would let, would let them humiliate him like he did? Come on, somebody. Does it make any sense that he would kick you out there to the curb and let the devil work? No, 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 it doesn't make any sense. It's a lie from the pits of hell. You ain't got no right to Joseph, you ain't got no right to Joseph or no authority. Now, now, now listen, now listen, that roaring lion will come around seeking whom he may devour, but somebody who's got the right apostolic attitude that knows who they are. Oh my God, thank you, preacher white boy. I'm gonna preach it a little bit up in here before I get to my scripture, but you better listen to me. I'm I ain't saying this braggadocious. It ain't about me. It's about him. It ain't about this flesh. It ain't about my talents or my gifts or my abilities in the flesh. It is about the Lord Jesus Christ. I cannot put a sentence together without the Lord Jesus Christ. Without the anointing of God, I can't do anything. But I'm going to tell you right now, devil walks by me, looks at me, and he takes off running. He doesn't want anything to do with me. He doesn't want anything to do with this anointing because he knows I understand my identity. I understand who I am. I understand who's in charge. I understand who's in control. And you say God is in control. No, no, no. God put you in control. All right, we got to read some scripture. What time is it? It was 10 minutes till 7 a while ago. It's uh, 5 minutes after 7 now. Read for me, Christine. Let me get some word in them. Then I'm gonna, we're going to take care of some business and go eat somewhere. Ephesians 3.14. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of okay, our Lord. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yes, sir, Lord. Yes, sir, I will. Take care of it. Come here, Sydney. Come here, Sydney. I've been feeling it all service. So let's just go ahead and take care of it right now, okay? You're, just, you're, you're, you're growing and blossoming into a beautiful wonderful young lady i remember seeing you down here and i remember god calling you a rose when you was just a little young lady with braces on all this stuff about this tall just a little bit squirt look at you now growing up and you're god i thought you was almost as tall as me because you had big old high heels on you ain't you almost as tall as me and you got them stinking flats on you this tall you ought to at least have high heels on or something but now I'm going to pray for you I'm gonna, because, because you're growing in the presence of God. You're growing in the spirit of God. You're growing and blossoming into a beautiful young lady. But not, to, not for the world and not to the world, not for worldly things, but for spiritual things, for spiritual advancement and for spiritual things. And when I lay hands on you, I know, I know there already are, but I'm going, when I lay hands on you fully, I, I'm, I'm releasing angels to surround you. Angels are going to surround you and protect you and guard you. They already, they already were a long time ago right when, you, when I saw you there. I told you that before. I don't know if that was recorded or written down, but you could go back and see. I told you that before. But I'm going to recharge them. I'm going to recommission them to stand by you because as you blossom, this is what God was dealing with. 
dealing with me about today in the room as you blossom into this beautiful young lady, it's going gonna, it's gonna to reflect spiritually. It's not worldly. It's not going to be for the world or anybody or anything in the world, but it's going to be spiritually, spiritual purposes. As you blossom physically, you're going to blossom spiritually, and yeah, you're going to outgrow your age spiritually. You're going to outgrow others that's been in the church longer than you. You're going to outgrow them spiritually. You're going to advance and develop more spiritually than they are, okay? And God is going to protect your mind, and God is going to protect your spirit, and God is going to lead you and guide you, and a boldness is going to come over you, and an authority is going to come up in you. It's going to rise up in you, and your voice is going to be heard, and God's going to give you a voice, His voice, and a strength and a confidence is going to come up in you, and it's called the anointing. It's called the Holy Ghost. Stretch your hands up here, church, right now. Clap your hands, clap your hands, clap your hands, clap your hands, clap your hands. It's all you, Sydney. It's all you. Listen to me, Sid. If you, as you obey the Lord, as you obey the Lord, as you listen to the Lord in your private chamber, your private time, and that fear is driven out of you, and that, that, that confidence comes, that Holy Ghost confidence comes, and that anointing comes, as you obey God and let God lead you, you will I, I can't call you to anything. I can't commission you to anything. I can't, I, you, the pastor will have to work out the logistics. Somebody else will have to work these things out. But you will lead these young people. You will lead these young people into revival. You will lead this youth group to become a praying youth group. You will lead this group to youth group. Yet, thus saith the Lord, if you don't lead this youth group because you are blocked by it, you will lead a youth group somewhere that God places you. You will be that leader. You will lead people that are older than you and yea have even been in church longer than you but because you are submissive and you, you have a spirit that is yielded to God and surrendered to God God will use you God will use you Ephesians chapter 3 I'm watching the clock just alright say amen I'm not looking over here Got to keep my eyes focused right here. 
Ephesians chapter 3. Read, please. Please read. For this cause I bow my knee unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Yes. Of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Yes. That he would grant you according to the riches listen, listen. Or, I'm of sorry, his glory. According to the riches of This is Paul praying for us. This is Paul praying for you. He's bowing his knee before the Lord Jesus Christ. And he is praying for you. Verse 16. That he would grant you according to the riches of his glory. According to the measure of his eternal fullness. That God would grant to you according to the measure of his own eternal fullness. Can you measure God? Somebody tell me how to measure God. What is his length? What is his breadth? What is his height? How can you measure God? Who said it last night? What did you say it about the ocean? That God measures the ocean in the palm of his hand. The Bible says. How do you measure a God like that? God wants to bless you according to the riches of His glory, according to the measure of His own eternal fullness. How much blessings does God want to pour out on you? Read. To be strengthened Here we go. with Keep might on. by His Spirit in the inner man. To be strengthened with might. Listen to this. To be strengthened with with might comes from two Greek words. I got to get this word into you. You got you to stay with me for just a few minutes. Strengthened with might comes from two Greek words. Kratos is the, is the first one. It means manifested strength. Say that with me. Manifested strength. Or it means shows the power in action. Kratos is power in action. Say that again. Power in action. That's Kratos. The next word is dunamis. It relates to inherent ability. Or, or existing in something as a permanent, essential, or characteristic at attribute. It means imminent, built-in, indwelling, inborn, ingrained, deep-rooted, essential, and natural. That's what dunamis means. You got dunamis in Acts chapter 1 verse 8. When you were filled with the Holy Ghost, the dunamis of God came on the inside of you. That means you inherited the power of God. Strengthened with all might. It comes from two words. It literally means, number one, Kratos, manifested strength or strength that shows itself. Power in action. Do you agree that we need some power in action? Are you listen to me? Please, please understand what I'm saying right here. But aren't you tired of just hearing preaching? Aren't you tired of just of us? Aren't you tired of just telling people and and, and nothing happened? This is supposed to be a tale and a show. Jesus was all about telling and showing. I don't. I, I, we we need the preaching, but we got to go beyond just the preaching. We need some power in action. Dunamis is that inherited ability. It is that ability that comes by us being born again. It's inborn in us. It's ingrained in us. It's deep-rooted in us. It's essential. It's natural. We do not have to pray for the power of God. We do not have to pray the power of God come on us. We don't have to pray the power down. They already prayed it down in Acts chapter 2. We don't have to pray it down. We don't have to ask God to anoint us. The anointing lives on the inside of us. But this is our religious 
religious thinking. This is what we do. We ask God, please anoint us, anoint us, God, anoint us, God. I, I'm nothing, I'm nobody, anoint us, God, anoint me, God. I, 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 I was praying the other day and the Lord just rebuked me. I, I said, God, give me the words to say to these people. Give me the right words. Give me the correct words. I need to know what you want me to say to these people. And I said it so many times. God finally said, don't you trust me? Don't you know that I'm going to give you the words to say to those people because they are my people and you are my vessel. Listen to the Amplified of verse 16. May he grant you out of the rich treasure of his glory to be strengthened and reinforced with mighty power in the inner man by his Holy Spirit indwelling your innermost being and personality. That is the key. And we'll get back to it in a minute. But we got to, we, the Spirit of God wants to indwell us our innermost being and our personality. Verse 17, read. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. Yes. That ye being rooted and grounded in love. Listen. May be able. Listen, wait, 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 wait. God wants to make his home in us. He wants to be. Listen, you got you to wrap, wrap your brain around this. God wants to be at home in you. God, the Spirit of God, was at home in the man Christ Jesus. And what did the man Christ Jesus do while he was walking on planet Earth? He, he was our example. Everything that Jesus did, he did it for our benefit and our example as the church to show us how we are supposed to function and operate as his body or as his church. Are you tracking with me? Say amen. He, he wants to make him the Spirit of God wants to make himself at home in us. So what is going to happen if we let the Spirit of God make himself at home in us? Somebody said, well, Jesus walked on water. You can too if you need to. Jesus multiplied the, the five loaves and the, you can too if you need to. But Jesus did not do that himself. Jesus began the process and then he handed it to the, read it, and then he handed it to the disciples and the disciples multiplied it in their hands as they distributed it. You are a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. You, I'm talking about apostolic attitude is everything. I told you this was going to be a word revival. God wants to strengthen. This, this scripture tells us that God wants to strengthen us to be strong, to overcome, uh, for us to overcome resistance. He wants to strengthen believers with power, dynamic living power through the Holy Spirit living in us, in our inner man, in our innermost being. And the result of that will be, verse 17, that through faith Christ may dwell in our hearts, our own personalities. That word dwell, it, it means that Christ may literally be at home in, at the very center of, deeply rooted in. We are to let Christ become the dominating factor in our attitude and in our conduct. What happens to us if Christ is the dominating factor in our attitude in our conduct what happens to us if Christ displaces worldliness in us and carnality in us and we are walking in the spirit more than we are walking in the flesh we are operating in the gifts of the spirit more than we are operating in the works of the flesh 
Have I lost you? Have I, am I bored yet? Are you bored with me right now? I'm fixing to turn it over to Christine and let her preach if y'all bored with me. What happens to this world? What happens to our churches if we start acting like Christ, operating like Christ? You know why we don't act like Christ and operate like Christ? Because our attitude tells us we cannot do it. Because in our minds, in our minds, we've let religion convince us. We've let circumstances convince us. We've let the devil convince us that it's us over here and Christ is still over there. And I gotta beg him to come. I gotta beg him to get over here. I gotta beg him to touch me. I gotta beg him to help me. I gotta beg him to heal me. I gotta beg him to bless me. Anybody with me? Say it with me. I am to let Christ become the dominating factor in my attitude and in my conduct. Philippians chapter 2 verse 5 says, Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. The NIV, your attitude should be the same as that of Jesus Christ. God's word translation have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. The new century version, in your lives you must think and act like Jesus Christ. I don't know about you, but I want to think and I want to act like Jesus Christ. I want to think like Jesus. I want to act like Jesus. I want to do what Jesus would do. I want to do what Jesus did. As a matter of fact, that's what he told me I would do. And that's what he told you you would do now I know I've almost been up here an hour now I know what religion teaches us religion teaches us well y'all gonna be like Jesus if you're gonna be like Jesus see this is what religion religion, religion if we like Jesus we're gonna be this little sissy looking white pale faced long nosed uh, long-haired dude, all pale with a long dress on, walking around like, uh, humming all the time, you know. And we're just so sissified looking. That's the pictures they paint of Jesus, you know. Just all sissified looking and all weak looking. That's what we, if you like Jesus, that's what you're going to be. You just all, listen, Jesus was as bold as a lion. He wasn't weak. He wasn't no sissy. When they would be hollering, unclean, unclean, because they, was, they, was, they had, a, they had a, a very contagious, deadly disease, Jesus just walked right up and touched them. It didn't matter what kind of disease they had. He just walked right up and touched them and said, of course I will be healed. Of course I will be made whole. That's the kind of Jesus that I'm talking about being right there. He wasn't no high and mighty Jesus. You know what? You, know, you want to be like Jesus? Say amen. You want to be like Jesus? Say amen. You want Jesus to be the center of your conduct, your attitude, the center of your world, say amen. You know what Jesus to do? Jesus would he, he'll heal, he'll bless, he'll encourage, but he'll also if he has to, he'll get down on his knees before a brother and he'll wash his feet. If that's what he has to do, he'll bless him, he'll bless somebody, he'll encourage somebody. Before we can do the will of God, our, our minds and our attitudes have got to be changed. We are so selfish. We are so self-centered. We are not Christ-centered. We are selfish. We are self-centered. I read it the other day, and it was so powerful, and it's so true, and I posted it on my Facebook page, too. It's been a while ago, but now. And, and, it, and it said that multimedia will prove, if nothing else, that prayer is not, an, not a matter of time. 
that prayer is not a matter of not having enough time. People say, I, don't, I can't pray because I don't have enough time. I can't read because I don't have enough time. But you can spend hours and hours on Facebook, on games, on games, playing games, which is blo- stopping you up. It's blocking you. It's hindering you. It's defeating you. Amen. We, you know why we're about this deep? Because we can throw down on them games and we can throw down on, on players and teams and stats, but we can't quote scripture. We don't know the word of God. Where's that scripture found? I don't know where that scripture found. Where that? We, we don't know where it's at. We don't know where to find it at. We can't even remember what our pastor preached from Sunday to Sunday, but we know we know this movie star's name and that and that, that sports hero stat. And we you, you can draw you can give you can give a, a few beats off of a song that we heard years ago and boom we'll start singing it again because it speaks to us but the word of God we were we are so selfish and self-centered when we're supposed to be selfless and Christ-centered we got to get self out of the way and get Christ back in the center it's got to be about Jesus it's got to be about Jesus attitude is everything. I'm trying to hush. Christina, read verse 18. May be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height. You may grasp, that you may comprehend, that you may grasp the greatness of, of God's love, how wide, how long, how high, how deep that love is. We have no idea how long, how wide, how deep that love is. It's endless. It's boundless. There is no limits to God's love for us. Are you tracking with me right now? He's, he's not, me- listen, listen, he's not measuring your success based on your, your, your performance. He's not measuring your success based on you, your, your uh, 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 failures or your successes, whether you made A's, B's, C's. He is not measuring your success in the kingdom of God based on your physical, natural success. He is measuring your success in the kingdom of God based on His love for you. If we, if he measure, if we measure you based on your, 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 your natural ability in this room right now, you are going to hit your limit. You're going to hit your wall. You're going to hit your limit. If we started lifting weights in here, every one of us at some point is going to hit our limit. If we started running a marathon doing push-ups, if we started calculating, we started doing math, started throwing numbers, there's some brilliant people in here right now, but every one of us are going to hit our limits. God, and every one of us have failed, we've fallen, we've made mistakes, we've done dumb things. God is not measuring your success or His ability to use you in the gifts of the Spirit and in the kingdom of God based on your physical abilities and performances. His measuring tape is the love of God. His measuring tape is how much does he love you? How much does he love you? He wants you to understand how wide, how long, how high, and how deep that love goes. I can bust your, I, I, I do, I'm, this is going to make you happy right here. This is going to make you happy right here. This is going to be worth the whole message right here. If God can use me and Stephen, he can use any of y'all. I'm sorry, Brother Perry. If God can use me and Brother Perry, he can use any of y'all. If he can use us, he can use anybody. Am I right, bro? Are you tracking with me back there? If God can use us, he can use anybody. We've got to close verse 19. 
and to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge that listen, ye may. Listen to this. Read it. Read it real good right here. Read this right here. We've been a long, we spent a long time to get to this point right here. Read it. That, that you, you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Read it again. A little bit louder. A little bit something. Put some preaching in it or something. <laughs> that ye might be filled might be with what? all. Might be filled. Might be what? Filled. Quarter. Filled. Half, three quarter, partially. Filled. Filled. How much is filled? How much is filled? How much is full? full. That you might be filled with, oh, <laughs> read it, Christina, with what? With all, with all the fullness of God. That you might be filled with all the fullness, the fullness of, God. of God. He said, I pray that you will be able to know the love of God. Then when you know the love of God, then you can be filled with the fullness of God. Listen to the Amplified, that you yes. might be filled up throughout your entire being to all the fullness of God so that you may have the richest experience of God's presence in your lives completely filled and flooded with God himself. Does anybody want to be completely filled and flooded with God himself? Does anybody want to be completely Father, I want to be completely Filled and flooded with you, Lord. Yes. What can stop you if you're flooded with the presence of God? What can stop you if you're flooded and filled and overflowing with the presence of God? Paul said, I no longer live. It ain't me. It's not me. I don't live, but Christ lives in me. My will is merged with his will. My whole being is enveloped in his being. Verse 20. Now unto Stop. <laughs> First word. Now. First word. Now. 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 Finally. Now. Now. Somebody say apostolic. Somebody say apostolic. Apostolic. Attitude. Attitude. Is everything. Is everything. Say now. Now. All of that we just read, all of that scripture, now that now there is order. Now there is order. There was chaos in your life, but now there is order. Now you're filled up. Now you are founded and grounded in love. Now you have lost your identity in Christ. And so now he can do what, Christina? Read. Unto him that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we could ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. Stop. So now, now that we're, there's order, now that we're filled up, now that we're founded yes. and grounded in love, now that we've lost our identity in Christ, now God wow. is able to carry out His own purpose in us and do super abundantly more than we dare ask or think, infinitely beyond our greatest prayers, hopes, and dreams, according to His power that is at work in us. Not in heaven, not somewhere in the universe, but His power that is working on the inside of us yes. unto him that is able to do beyond all exceedingly above all that 
all that which or according to or by virtue of or in accordance with, somebody say the power, the Holy Spirit at work in and through us. Listen to me. We're fixing to go to work in just a second. Y'all still tracking with me? It's been, an, it's been a little over an hour. Am I all right? Give me a few more minutes. I got to get this word out. The supernatural is not about performance. You know why some people come out to see certain preachers? Because it's about performance. They want to see how he performs. They've heard about him performing in the past. You know why, we want, you know why we'll shut some preachers down and we'll, we'll listen to other preachers? It's about performance. Walking softly here. You know why? You know why we'll get You know why we, the evangelists can get us pumped up and get us excited, and we'll be running and shouting and amen, and because it's about performance. We expect the evangelists to perform, but when pastor gets up and he's teaching and ministering, we sit like a lump on a log. Our own shepherd, our own, the only, the, our angel of the house, our watchman on the wall, prays and fasts and seeks the heart and the mind of God. And if he don't perform to our, our level, we just cut it off. Man, that's quiet. Y'all know I'm telling the truth. The supernatural... It's not about performance. It's about position. Oh, Lord Jesus. Apostolic attitude is everything. Let me, cl- let me, let me wind this up now. You know why we don't see? The, the, you know why? This is why we don't see the gifts flowing freely and easily amongst us. This is why we're not operating freely in the gifts. Because we are, we're after performance. Come here, brother. We're after performance. We think it's about performance. We're going to work it up. Come on. We work it now. I'm, I'm a, I worship with. I worship. I'll out worship you. I'll out jump you. I'll out dance you. I'll outrun you. You can't keep up with me. When it's time to do that, it's time to do that. And when, the, when every service is different, and all the preachings is, is different, and, 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 and sometimes it's just holler screaming. Yeah, we just we just go crazy and berserk, and I'm climbing pews and I'm jumping and I'm doing all that stuff. It's just how the Holy Ghost leads me. But then there's other times where you where you you teach, you minister, you call people out, you work in the prophetic, you do those things. All of it's different. If you're, spirit, if you're mature, and you understand, you'll, you'll understand that. You're a child, you won't understand that. You're mature in the Lord, you'll understand that. But the reason the gifts don't flow amongst us, number one, we don't have confidence in ourselves uh, to start with that there's anything in us to, to, to accomplish anything. And we say that all the time. We say that all the time. We don't have that confidence. But then, then number two, we're, we're, we're looking for performance. We're going to shout everybody, come on, come on, y'all. Come on. And then we shout, and then we shake. Ah, ah. Expect you come on, everybody. Come on, come on, come on, y'all. Come on, come on, and get up there, beat it again, beat it again. We got to get this crowd worked up because if we can get this crowd worked up, we are stalking you. And if we can get this crowd worked up, we think to lay hands on you, buddy. Something's gonna happen, and we'll shake, bake, knock you around, pop your neck. 
and you leave. Say, at least he's telling me the truth. Because we think we think the gifts are supposed to perform. We think the gifts are about performance, about performance. The gifts are not about performance. The gifts are about position. When you understand your position, and your position is in Christ, you are in Christ, and Christ is in you. He has made His abode in you. He is at home in you. You are filled with His Spirit, and with His Spirit come all of the fruit comes with him and all of the gifts come with him the fruit is the character and the gifts is the power so here's what we do here's what we do we do something like this don't pray for patience because if you pray for patience Boy, howdy, God's going to pull a rug. Don't y'all amen. Y'all just hush. God's going to pull a rug right out from under if you, play, if you pray for patience. And that's the biggest bunch of hooey I've heard in my life. Number one is because uh, God ain't up there saying, come on, somebody, please pray for patience because I want to just. Man, I just feel like pulling the rug out from under somebody today waiting for somebody to pray for patience. Okay, it's totally ignorant for you to pray for patience. Because you've already, if you're spirit filled, you have patience. Because patience is a fruit of the spirit. It is a fruit of the spirit is patience. So patience is in you. The only thing you have to do is exercise that patience. It's already there. You ain't got to pray for love because it's a fruit. You ain't got to pray for joy because it's a fruit. It's already in you. So therefore the gifts are already in you. Now, you do have to ask God to help you develop them, and you got to grow in them, and you got to mature in them. Supernatural is about position. i got to close. I'm, I'm, I'm way over my time. And our, our position's in Christ, and that's what allows him to work in us and flow through us. Listen to this. This blew my mind. I read this this morning. I read this this morning. It, it is a poem by T.E. Brown. It's an old poem. It says, if thou couldst empty all thyself of self, like to a shell dishabited, then might he find thee on the ocean shelf and say, this is not dead, and fill thee with himself instead. But thou art all replete with very thou and hast such shrewd activity. That when he comes, he says, this is now unto itself. T'were better, let it be. It is so small and full, there is no room for me. Is our attitude and our thinking and our mindset so small that there is no room for God, there is no room for Christ to be at home in us. Is there so much worldliness in us that there is no room for God to operate in us and flow through us because worldliness keeps him pushed out. He is not home. He, he is not going to share himself with worldliness. He is not going to share himself. With, you are the temple of the Holy Ghost. You are the body of Christ. You are his 
and his alone. Why? He wants to operate in you and flow in you and flow through you. What is hindering you tonight? What is blocking you? Because all of us in here know what it is. You know, you know what, or you have a pretty good idea of what is hindering your gifts from flowing and what is holding you back. You have a pretty good idea. To some of it's, to some of it's, it's obvious. We've got anger, we've got bitterness, we've got unforgiveness. To some of us, it's obvious. We, we act like we're, we're, we're childish, we're immature. Yeah, we've been in church for years and we've heard message after message after message, but we're flaky. You can't depend on us. You can't count on us. We're here one moment, and then we just jump and run. Whatever, whatever catches our attention, we're gone. Pastor can't depend on us, can't lean on us, can't count on us because we're flaky. We'll be here for a few Sundays, and then we're gone. We have no stability. To some of us, it's obvious what's blocking us. We get our feelings hurt at the drop of a hat because it's all about us. The focus is all on me, so I feel sorry for myself, and I get angry. I get mad at Pastor because he does this or he doesn't do that, so I sit down and I cross my arms, and I, don't let, and I don't hear anything he has to say, and I let him know. He sees me. He can look at my countenance and tell I do not approve of what he's doing, so I set on him. To some of us, it's obvious what is blocking us and what is hindering us. We murmur and we compl complain and we gripe. And the Bible teaches us that murmuring, complaining and murmuring opens the door for the devil. Complaining and murmuring opens the door for spirits or foul spirits. When you are complaining and murmuring, you are opening the door for the devil to come and operate and come and to move and come and flow and function in your life. So to some of us, it's obvious what is blocking us. To others, we're hungry, we're searching, we're reaching, we're not quite sure. We're not quite sure. To some of us, it's a little, we're just a little bit insecure in some areas. We're just a little bit, why me? Who do I, you know, who, people, are gonna, people are gonna say, who do you think you are that you should be doing this and you should be operating in that gift and that ability? We're, we're, we're afraid to step out. I know men, and I deal with men, and I deal with pastors, and I'm not, this man, this man, let me just say it like this. I deal with men, and I deal with pastors, good friends of mine all the time, counseling them, talking to them, encouraging them. And some of them, the reason that they're struggling, and the reason they can't, they don't have, there's no peace there, there's just one frustration after another frustration, is because they are not in their calling. They are not in their ministry. They are not in their office of the five-fold ministry, the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, and the teacher. They are not in that They have let people and they have let religion force them into an office of the pastor when they are not a pastor and they should not be pastoring they should be assisting or an associate or a teacher somewhere in a church helping a pastor they flourish there, but they've let, they've let people, they've let the American church box them out. Now, this man is a pastor. He's got a pastor's heart and a pastor's vision. This man, we're friends, I can use you, right? This man, wouldn't, he could not operate in, on the evangelistic field because he is not an evangelist. He is a pastor. 
If he tried to go in the evangelistic field, yes, he could preach some good sermons and some good messages, and he could get some, 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 some good results, but he would end up hitting a wall of frustration and anger, and, and, and doors would start closing on him because he is not an evangelist. He is a pastor. And, it, and it, as long as he operates and flows in that office, then that's when his gifts are, are going to come to the service, and God's going to be able to use him in the gifts that he has and the abilities that he has. Are you tracking with me right now? I'm, all, I'm way over time. I'm so sorry. We're going to take care of our business and we're going to be done. Now, I know and I'm not going to, I'm going to go this deep right here. And this is, oh, I'm, going, I'm going this deep right here. And I'm, I'm go, I know this is totally a different service, but we're fixing to take care of some business. I'm going this deep. Now, I know what they call me. I know what they call me because they don't know what else to call me. Not handsome, not good looking. They call me that, but also, but I'm just teasing. I absolutely finally got some of you to respond right there. But they call me an evangelist because they don't know what else to call me. But I don't flow and function in the office of an evangelist. But that's what they call me because they don't, they're afraid to call me anything else. They're afraid, we're afraid to address certain areas of the five-fold ministry. We don't know how to handle them. We're, ter- we're scared of them, so we don't know how to address them. You can, take a man, you can take a man that's out of his office in this country, that's out of his gifting and ministry in this country, trying to be something that he's not. You can take him overseas and put him in a conference over there and let him preach to those people over there. They will let him, whether it's Africa or Ethiopia or wherever, Mexico, it doesn't matter. They are so hungry for God. They will let him step out of that office of a pastor that he's not supposed to be in, step in the office of an apostle or a prophet or an evangelist or a teacher, wherever he's supposed to operate, and miracles will happen and healings will take place. And thousands will get the Holy Ghost because that man is operating in his office. He comes back to America and they shove, we shove him back into the office of a pastor. And the church grows nowhere. It gets nowhere. His preaching struggles. So here are you. Here are you. Here is your gift. What is your gifting? What is your calling? But you're not a part of the five-fold ministry. But you're a gift to the body of Christ. You're called to the body of Christ. You're called to the world. You have gifts and you have talents and you have abilities. There are things that God has put in your life. There are some of you that possess uh, the gift of tongues and interpretation. There's some of you that possess that gift. And you are qualified to operate in that gift. You're afraid to operate in that gift sometimes. But you are qualified to operate in that gift. Some of you have the gift of knowledge. The word of knowledge or the word of wisdom. You're called to operate in that gift, but you're afraid sometimes or intimidated to open your mouth and speak a word of wisdom or a word of knowledge. Let me walk back over here a little bit. Some of you have the gift of faith. The gift of faith is supernatural faith. You believe anything's possible. You believe anything. You pray it and it's done. You speak it and it's done. Listen, you are very gifted in the Spirit. You are very gifted. God has given you the gift of words. The gift, God has given you wisdom. The gift of wisdom, the gift of knowledge is in you and on you when the Spirit comes to you. Don't be afraid to speak those things. Don't be afraid to say those things. Don't be afraid to put that out there when the time comes, when God moves on you. When the Spirit moves on you, when the Spirit operates in you, God will give you those words, and those words are from God. Those words are from the Spirit. 
And yes, I know sometimes they, sometimes when that happens, am, am I all right, Pastor? I'm sorry, I'm going way too long. I know sometimes when that happens, they don't make no sense. It's because sometimes when God gives you a word of wisdom or a word of knowledge, it's way, sometimes it's way in the future. You're seeing, God's showing you things, and you're seeing things that hasn't come to pass yet. It's not, it hasn't even begun to manifest itself yet. But God's telling you that to tell them, to get, for them to get ready for it, for them to prepare. God will give you dreams. Now let me touch on the gifts of healing and the working of miracles because that's, that's, we're so hungry for that. We so desire. This is the power gifts. The gift of faith, the gift of healing, working of miracles, the power gifts. We're so hungry for those and we want to operate in those. But, th- but fear is what messes us up with those gifts. Fear. To, uh, fear, but if, if in, and that fear is tied up with confusion. That fear is tied up with confusion because we are confused. We're not sure because of what we've heard taught, what we've heard preached, what people have told us. We are not sure if God really wants to heal you or doesn't. What if he don't want to heal you? What if it's not God's will to heal you? So we're confused because we don't know the word. If we knew the word and we knew the atonement and we knew what, to, we knew what the atonement done, we would know. That God does desire to heal you. Your healing has been paid for already. But we're afraid. And here's our other thing. Here's our other thing. When we pray for people, we, we, we automatically want to qualify ourselves. I'm not the healer, and I can't heal nobody. And I don't know if this is going to work, but I'm going to pray for you anyway. We're just going to believe that God's going to do something. So we'll lay hands on them. We'll say, God, you're able to do this. God, we know you can heal them. God, is, it's, if it's your will, you can do this. And we're praying, and we're trying to talk God into doing something that we're not even sure that he wants to do. When, God, when Jesus sent the disciples out, he said, I'll give you power and authority. I want you to go heal the sick, and I want you to go cure diseases. And you never find one place where... Where Jesus ever prayed for the sick to be healed. He just spoke to the sickness. He just told them to be healed. He just said, according to your faith, so be it unto you. And you never find the disciples praying, God, heal this man, heal this man. Lord, you're able to heal this man. They did not do that. They just said, according to your faith, so be it unto you. Rise up and walk. Why could they do that? Because they understood apostolic authority. They understood their position. They understood what they had and who they were. They saw it in action. We've got to get back into our position. We have got to get back into position in Christ. Understanding who we are and what we have and what we possess. Understanding what is locked up on the inside of us that wants to come out of us. The same anointing that was in Jesus Christ is in these hands. That's why he said you can lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Because the same anointing that was in the hands of Jesus is in these hands right here. All right, stand to your feet.
of Jesus. Christina, go to Matthew chapter 18 real quickly. Go to Matthew chapter 18. Let's take care of a little bit of business here real quick, and then I'm going to let you go. I hope, I'm sorry for keeping you so long. I hope the word blessed you. I've been over an hour, and I apologize for going so long. Come on, praying right now, church. Praying in the spirit right now. Praying in the spirit right now. Praying in the spirit right now. In the name of Jesus, 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 in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Position us, Lord, right now. Put us in place. Put us in position, Father. Help us to get in place. Help us to get in position, Lord. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Matthew chapter 18, Matthew chapter 18, in 18, Christine, are you there? Yes. Are you there? I want you to read right now. Read that right now. Verily I say unto you, whatsoever ye bind mm. on earth oh, shall be bound in stop, heaven. Stop, 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 stop. Oh, my God. Now, you can receive this if you want to receive this. You don't have to if you don't want to. But here you go. I'm going to give it to you just like the Spirit of God just spoke it to me. That tongues I just spoke over there just now. The Lord said, you know why no interpretation came forth? Because she's given the interpretation of what I just said in the Spirit right there. She's given the interpretation, and it's the Word of God. It's the Scripture that God has already spoken. Read it again. Start over. Verily I say unto this you. This is Jesus speaking to you right now. Say it. Whatsoever ye shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever ye shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. He's talking to who? He's talking to the church. He's talking to the church. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. If you are the church, God has given the church authority. This is about position. This is about your apostolic authority and your apostolic position. There is a, there is, I've seen a dark wolf circling this church. I've seen a spirit of darkness circling this church. A spirit of oppression circling this church, pushing down on this church. Now, I've, I've got to be honest. I can't leave here tonight without being honest. I've seen that spirit circling this church. I've seen that spirit pressing down and pushing down on this church and what has given that spirit authority to do so and what has given that spirit the right to do so is immaturity. It's some complaining and some murmuring and some immaturity. It's some stubbornness. There's a stubborn mentality setting down on the man of God has given that spirit the right to circle around here and press down on this church and push down on this church and attack the man of God. But God has sent me 
be here tonight and he sent our visitors here tonight to unite in faith with this church to come together with this church to put us all in position to understand that we have the right and we have the authority to bind that spirit to bind that spirit to bind that darkness to bind that oppression stop clapping listen to me Listen to me. To bind that spirit, bind that oppression, bind that darkness. And then that's not, and then our job is not over. But then we must loose. We must loose something in its place. And what we are, we are about to do together in unity is bind that spirit, that oppression, that darkness, that pressing down, that infirmity that keeps attacking this pastor. We're going to bind it in the name of Jesus. And then we are going to loose a reviving and a refreshing and a resurrection of newness of life, a resurrection of health, a resurrection of, 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 of of souls coming back, prodigals coming home. There is revival in this church. There is revival in this church. But if we sit here with our mouths shut, if we sit here with our with our with our hands folded together, if we sit here and do nothing, sister, that spirit will continue to dominate. Now we can pray in our own corner and we can try to but we can't move the whole church. We we are one body. We gotta come together as one. Read it again. Verily I say unto you. Whatsoever ye shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever ye shall loose on earth shall be loosed in Read. heaven. 19. Again I say unto you that if two of you shall agree two. on earth. Two shall agree as on earth. touching anything. anything. Read. That they shall ask. It shall be done it for them. shall be done. done. If two of you in apostolic authority, yes. apostolic dominion, yes. with an apostolic perspective, with you in position to know who you are, know what you have, if you in Christ agree yes. touching anything, God Almighty, you better quit justifying it. You better quit trying to explain it away. You better quit trying to explain it away. You better quit saying, God, God didn't mean anything. You better quit saying that. You better quit explaining it away. You better quit letting the devil talk you out of it. You understand that you are in position you are in apostolic position, apostolic order, apostolic authority, pastor, that if you needed to, if you had to, you could walk out there as Moses did and command the sun to stand still and it would stop because of your apostolic authority. It's way out there, isn't it? I had a mama text me frantically 
last week, I was on the road. I was in Ohio. She texted, she private messaged me on Facebook. She was frantic. She was, I could tell by the tone of her voice and the, all the exclamations and everything that she, the way she was posting it, that she was terrified. She said she was terrified. She said she couldn't sleep at night. She said she just kept crying because that her son, her little boy, th- two years old, three years old, was, was, couldn't sleep. He, was, he would have nightmares, toss and turn. He would wake up screaming. He would wake up crying. And somebody told her that they saw a spirit over her son and a spirit was tormenting his mind and a spirit was keeping him awake and a spirit was giving him nightmares. And she was so terrified she didn't know what to do. I preach for their church all the time. I'm very good friends with their pastor. They know me. She knows me. She said, Brother Flair, I don't know what to do. What am I supposed to do? I'm terrified for my baby. And I got that. It was like 2 o'clock in the morning. I was asleep and I heard my phone go off. When I got that and I woke up and I saw that. And immediately the Holy Ghost rose up within me. And a holy anger rose up within me. And I, I immediately began to post her back. I said, that is your son. That's your seed. That's your child. That's your baby. And you've got apostolic authority over him. I said, you go in there right now. You lay hands on his head. You command peace to come to him. You command, if I said, if there's a spirit, you command it to leave right now. And it'll leave and that baby will sleep. He won't have any more nightmares. Can I tell you what she did? And can I tell you what happened? She obeyed the man of God. She went in there and done it. And exactly what happened was what I told. I said, that's your baby. The devil ain't got no right to your seed. He ain't got no right to your household. He ain't got no right to your body. He ain't got no right to your family. He ain't got no right to your finances. He ain't got no right to your church. you to get into unity with me right now find you somebody that you can get in unity together right now and we're going to bind that spirit in the name of Jesus you foul spirit I saw you last night I saw you this morning you're a spirit of oppression you're a spirit of confusion you are a dark spirit and we rebuke you in the name of Jesus we bind you right now. Your influence is over. Your reign is over. Your influence is done. Pray with me for this church right now. The stronghold over this church is broken. The stronghold over this church is broken the stronghold over this church is broken the oppression is broken the pressing is broken the affliction is broken now we lose healing now we lose a reviving an awakening in this church an awakening in Christ family church an awakening an awakening an awakening a revival a reviving come on loose it we lose miracles we lose signs we lose wonders Come on, move into your apostolic authority. Move into your oneness with Christ. Speak out of your oneness with Christ.
your oneness with Christ. Speak out of your oneness with Christ. Speak out of your oneness with Christ. Come on, flow in the Holy Ghost right now. Flow in the Spirit. Flow in the Holy Ghost. Flow in your gifts. Flow in your calling. Flow in your anointing right now. We bind the spirit of distraction. Close your mouth. Shut your mouth. The spirit of criticism. The condemning spirit. Shut your mouth. Be silenced in the name of Jesus. We speak life. We speak life. We speak forgiveness. We speak grace. We speak mercy. Come on, pray. Go ahead, Christina. Go ahead. Be used of God right now. Come on, JJ. Be used of God right now. Come on, Big Joe. Be used of God right now. Come on, let your gift operate. Let your anointing flow. Come on, let apostolic authority flow in you right now. Come on, cross point. Let the Holy Ghost touch you right now. Let the Lord bless you right now. Let the Lord minister to you and through you right now. Come on, cross point. Come on, hope. Come on, hope. Come on, some of you from Cross Point, I want you to reach over there, lay hands on your pastor right now. He's going to walk in that pulpit tomorrow with apostolic authority. He's going to walk in that church tomorrow with apostolic authority. Come on, get over there, Brother Stephen, lay hands on your pastor right now. He's going to walk in there with apostolic authority. He's going to walk in there with apostolic dominion. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, Pastor Beecher, you're free. You're free, Pastor. You're free. You're free, Pastor Beecher. You're free. Sister Beecher, you're free. You're free in the Holy Ghost. You're free, Pastor. You're free. Preach the word. Preach the word. You have apostolic authority over your city, Pastor. You have apostolic authority over your community, Pastor Beecher. You have apostolic authority. You have apostolic dominion. Loosed, loosed, loosed. Understand who you are. Walk in your authority. Walk in your anointing. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, thank you for doing it. I'm glad somebody laid hands on Anna right now. Pray for Anna. Lay hands on Anna right now. In the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody. Get over there, Christina. Lay hands on her.
In the name of Jesus, in the name, in the name, in the name, in the name, in the name of Jesus. Oh my God, you got to believe in your prayers, church. You got to believe in your prayers. You got to believe in who you are in Christ. You got to believe in your authority. You got to believe in what you have. God, God wants to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or think. But the only way he's going to do it is according to the power that's working in you. Come on, just obey the Lord. Just tarry in the presence of God a few more minutes. You feel a burden for somebody? If you're in the Holy Ghost, you feel free to go pray for them. But don't you do it unless you're in the Holy Ghost. Healing is flowing in this building. Healing, mental, physical, spiritual, emotional healing is flowing. Healing, healing is coming right now. Healing is coming right now. Emotional healing. Emotional healing. Emotional healing is, is flowing through this church right now. God put you in your position. God put you in your place. Nikala rabaya satayandoro robo ya sandra bahaya la bahat. 